Are you one of the many couples who began your relationship in what we call the high octane or honeymoon stage, but now life has you wondering, where did all that love and connection go? Hey, if this sounds like part of your current story, welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. We want to help you experience God's best in marriage, a relationship that is stronger, deeper, and more exciting than ever before. So meet my wife and co-host, Stuart Anderson. And he's my husband and co-host, Dr. David Anderson. It's time for you to become the heroes of your marriage story. So let's get started. everybody, and welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. Hello, Red Truck Marriage listeners. It's so good to connect with you today. We have a great episode. It's number 61, and it's called, Whatever May Come, Your Heart I Will Choose. And I, I, yeah. I love that. You said, well, I was going to say that. I love, I love the title. Yeah. So I want to tell you where we got this title, actually, and where it came from. But first, I want to tell you a story for a little context. So the other day... Uh, we were asked by some dear friends, two couples actually, uh, to come to dinner with them. One of the couples, they were celebrating their wedding anniversary. Yes, and when we got to dinner, Dave and I didn't realize it was their wedding anniversary. So it just made it a, a great evening realizing they wanted to celebrate with friends. Yeah, and I, personally, I thought that was pretty cool to share that with us. So we were sitting there acknowledging such a special occasion. Um, and then Stuart and I asked this question, what are the top two or three, what we call pro tips, right? I stole that term from a couple of buddies of mine. We're always giving one another pro tips on the smoker and you know that kind of stuff. So we asked these couples, their top two or three pro tips that they would give others for staying emotionally and spiritually and physically connected. Oh, yeah, because we we thought we realized we were in the midst of professionals. Both of these <laughs> really? couples have strong relationships. And yeah. you, if you just... Been married them, a long time, yeah, actually. And if you just knew them for 30 minutes, you would realize that. You could see that in the way they interact with each other. Yeah. So we had a great dis- discussion about pro tips. Um, the wife of the couple who was celebrating their anniversary, her answer went like this. There are times I get so mad at him, I can't see straight. But the thing that always reels me back in is remembering his goodness. I know he has a huge heart as a dad. He has a love for me, even when I'm difficult to love. And he has a desire to know and love God. And that's what I mean by remembering his goodness. Yeah, I really like that. Mm-hmm. And so, listen, Red Truck Marriage listeners, um, that is pro tip number one for staying connected with your spouse. We're going to endorse that, right? Yes. And, you know, one of the things Stuart said, like, if you spend 30 minutes with these two couples, mm-hmm. you could see how deep their relationship is. And, and it's not because, like, they're this squeaky clean set of couples, right? Right. Like, they're real. They keep it real. Like, listen to that lady. She's like, you know, I, I sometimes I'm so mad I can't see straight uh, with him, right? Mm-hmm. I love that about 
being with couples who are authentic. And transparent. That's what we mean by these dear friends. They just share everything. As, as do we. I sure. Mean, that's part of our friendship. So there's their pro tip number one st- for staying connected with your spouse. Choose to remember the goodness in your spouse as well. And let me say this. When she started dis- you know, explaining that and giving her pro tip, the way that she described her husband, the goodness in her husband, mm. we knew she nailed it because we know him. And she yes. was talking exactly about the characteristics that we see in him. Exactly. So it, it was we, powerful. We would have described him that way. Right. Um, you know, and here's the thing, though. It, it doesn't mean to use, like, this this pro tip, uh, choosing to remember the goodness. It, it doesn't mean to use a gimmick of, like, this positive thinking. All right. That may sound something like, well, at least he doesn't do this or that. You know, at least he's not a murderer, you know, kind of thing, you know, or, you know, no, instead, it is really being mindful. Now, watch this of the character of God you see in your spouse, Mm. right? Versus being overly consumed by that thing that got you so bent out of shape. Right. Right, and that's exactly how she spoke. Mm -hmm. She just spoke of the characteristics of God that she sees in him and how that covers everything else. Yes, and remembers it, right? right? I mean, where where the other doesn't hijack this goodness that is really there over the long haul. Anyway. You could tell it was foundational. Love the pro tip. That's a good pro tip. Well, before we get too far down the road and talking about this, I want to go back and talk about where the podcast title came, came came from. Whatever may come, your heart I will choose. Yeah, that's a good call. So would you like to tell some of that story? Well, sure. So the other couple we were having dinner with, they dropped pro tip number two on us. Mm-hmm. When we asked them, um, it was actually the husband that... that Uh, started to tell this pro tip. He looked at us and he goes, you know, here's what it is. And we have a sign in our house that we go to and we say this to each other. This is who we know to be to each other, my wife and I. And he looked at me and it's, this is what we say. Whatever may come, your heart, I will choose. Mm. Yeah. And believe me, we asked him, both of them, to really break that down. Yeah. But it, you know, that really struck us as a, um, guys, a principle. Whatever may come, your heart, I will choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did a little research on that quote, mm-hmm. right? and it actually comes from a song by the group Rural. Did I pronounce that right, Rural? It looks like it. R U E L L E. Right, and it was actually written by. Maggie Eckford, who is one of the singers in this group, um, she wrote it for her husband to be played during their first dance at their wedding. Oh, goodness. Right? That's great. So listen to the chorus, like where that line fits in. Here's what it says. I get to love you. It's the best thing I'll ever do. I get to love you. It's a promise I'm making to you. And then the title. Whatever may come, your heart I will choose. And then it goes on to say in the course, forever I'm yours, forever I do. 
I get to love you. I get to love you. Mm. So I'm curious, honey, for you, like, what, what does that mean to you? Then, I, then I'll throw something in as well. Uh. You mean when he told us that pro tip and, and yeah. now you see it in these lyrics? Yes, in, these, in oh, the chorus here. Goodness. Well, when he spoke that first, before I knew about the lyrics, I, I this was my first reaction. And I know there are many listeners out there that are going to have the same thought because, like me, um, they grew up with the Cinderella story is basic to their childhood. So he spoke to the Cinderella in me. And this is mm. the part of the Cinderella I want you to know, is that Cinderella was pursued by the prince. And that pursuit, knowing that you want me, that you want to pursue me, whatever may come, just makes my heart melt. And that's, yeah, that's part of you. the yes, part of the Cinderella story. Now I know there are some there are plenty of articles about the Cinderella <laughs> complex and such, but I'm talking about that part of being pursued and and the fact that we knew the prince was pursuing the one who was perfect mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. And actually the one who would fit perfectly in that glass slipper, but it was a, a way of saying it was the one who was perfect for him. Yeah, you know, I I love that, actually. And, you know, I think some may kind of struggle with that context you just talked about Mm -hmm. it in and named it in. But the truth is, there is tons of research out there by very, very brilliant people, Mm -hmm. thought leaders, influencers, uh, who uh, talk about our basic need to belong Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what you're talking about, you know, where you're being pursued by someone um, and they're giving you a sense of belonging, even worthiness. I would even throw that in. But frankly, I think all of us have some Cinderella in us. You know, we I want you to pursue me. Right. My goodness. And that's not just for me to do. But as my wife, I want you to pursue me. Well, in this context of us talking about um, this couple that gave us the tip, we, I, I want to also discuss the first part, whatever may come. It oh. is not turning to me just every day. It's in the midst of whatever. And that means the hard parts of life and the good parts of life. I will first turn to you. Yeah. That's what that line meant to me. Is, I hear you. Mm. And and it's it's a choice. It's a mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a choice not to be hijacked by circumstances, right? Uh, struggle, whether it be finances or our children, or even a conflict between mm-hmm. you know a husband and a wife. Um, you know, another cool thing I learned about the woman who wrote this um, song, Maggie Eckford. Uh, she had gone through a pretty difficult breakup. Uh, with someone who, like, she just knew she was going to marry, and there, mm-hmm. there, there were plans to be married, and it struck her that this one, using your term, that uh, who was pursuing her, mm-hmm. uh, she knew in her heart that it just wasn't the best fit. It wasn't mm-hmm. the best, mm-hmm. right? And then you know. A year or so later, she meets this guy that she finally did marry and write this song for mm-hmm. uh, in their wedding, like the first dance. 
And the song is laced with her awe, mm-hmm. you know, like, I can't believe. She even mentions God, like, I can't believe God, you know, you, this is my paraphrase, you you wrote this man into my story. I get to love him, mm-hmm. right? Um the pursuit, like you're talking about, but I also hear, I also hear the commitment, mm-hmm. the commitment that for for a couple to be able to say to each other, whatever may come, your heart, I will choose. That's yeah. that's a commitment. Yeah. That's dedication. That's yeah. that's what you want in marriage is someone who will first turn to you in support. Um, in love and whatever may come. Yeah, you just gave me a great a great segue uh, because I wanted to turn the corner a little bit here mm. um, because I want to create a major takeaway. And I think what you just said is a takeaway in its own. But I think sometimes a love song, a quote unquote love song meant for a couple, I think it oftentimes will line up perfectly with the heart of God as it relates to our relationship with Him. Mm. So I want to say that again. I think a lot of times love songs mm-hmm. that you know we'll listen to, like even some of the old ones, you know, it's like, ah, that is a great love song, right? Oftentimes the lyric will will line up with perhaps, you know, the heart of God, like that relationship we have with Him. Mm-hmm. So when I first heard the chorus, I thought, well, that would be a perfect lyric to sing in worship to the creator of marriage, mm. right? These words. Uh, how did it go? Like, I, I get to love you forever I'm yours, forever I do, God, right? I get to love you. I get to love you. Mm, you great know, worship. You, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, you know, that was one thought I had. So here's why I want to make this point, though. We have said this before. That the scripture draws a, a incredibly strong parallel between a marital relationship and the relationship we have with Jesus. Mm. Um, I mean, think about this: two shall become one. The scripture says, you know. But in fact, Paul was the one who said, "This is a, a great mystery that two become one flesh in marriage." Mm-hmm. And, and then you have Jesus. In the gospel, when he prayed that we would become one with God, like he is one with God. So there you go, a a couple becoming one, and then the scripture talking about us becoming one with God. Um, Here's one, husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave uh, himself up for her, Mm. right? Right. Like there's so many parallels, I believe, to our relationship with our spouse and the one that we have with with God, mm. um, at least the heart of God, the the one the heart of God wants us to have with Him. So why am I making this point? Our friends said that their pro tip for staying connected is, regardless of the circumstances, I will choose your heart. See, I believe ultimately when we choose God's heart or seek his truth or his direction, we will always experience God's best in marriage. Mm. Yeah, it, I, I love where you're going with that. But then it, it also brings to mind that, um, you know, those couples who, who 
get in trouble when they have thoughts that don't line up with God's heart. Mm-hmm. When when they become not seekers of the word, but of the flesh, as we call it, that mm-hmm. um, they're not following the Lord. I, I, you know, and by the way, we've been caught up into that. Oh, absolutely, as well. so, absolutely, every day, <laughs> and we we try to turn our hearts and and to rectify that. But it also it makes me think. Also, there was a couple that we were um, we were working with and. It was a difficult situation, and this one of the spouses was um, going to leave the marriage, and mm-hmm. that that she talked about something that her therapist told her, and her therapist told her that the most important quest is to follow your heart and to yeah. be happy, and that's a lie. It's a great lie. It, it didn't talk. She didn't talk about the truth that love is about perseverance and forgiveness or faithfulness, commitment. Um, fighting the good fight and yeah. Oh, it was just heartbreaking to to hear that. Yeah. So the point being that uh, seeking the heart of God or God's direction, God's truth, mm-hmm. um, is oftentimes very different, different, right? Than the truth we think we get from other people. Right, mm-hmm. like this person's therapist. My goodness, right. the most important thing in your life is to follow your heart and be happy. Right. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Right, uh, and there's nothing wrong with listening to your heart, and there's nothing wrong with happiness. But my goodness, as a priority, and listen, we don't say this out of judgment. This applies to our life as well in marriage. Right, we are simply saying that walking in the light or walking in truth is choosing God's heart. And it's our only chance for remaining and staying, if, if you will, connected in marriage. And and also the question becomes, let's go back to the line, whatever may come, whatever may come, how do you choose the heart of God in marriage? How do you choose truth in the midst of, like I said, the hard times, the difficult struggles, the the seasons of distance. Yeah. How do you continue to choose the heart of God? Man, I I hope most listeners out there, uh, like, have responded that way as they're listening to us because that is a wonderful question, and I'm I'm really I'm wondering what. What do you think about that? Well, I know that in if I'm in a season of what I call distance from you, it's because I haven't um, spent time learning about the Lord. It, for me, it's it. I become my strongest, and I'm able to choose the heart of God when I have been um, reading my Bible, reading books about the Bible, uh, listening to people having discussions about the heart of God. I have to dwell in it to learn more about him. I want to learn more about him, but that's in my daily path so, when I actively seek right, him. So hold on a minute. I, I wanna I wanna make sure I get my brain around what you're saying. You're saying that when there is disconnect in our marriage, you think you believe there is a direct relationship between our disconnect and your connection with God. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I can I can point to times when I am not most loving, when I am not full of grace, um, am, am not receptive to you. And those are times when I have been away from studying His Word, His truths, um, and how that was how that's represented in the Bible mm-hmm. of, of all the uh, parables of Christ's life. I mean, all of that mm-hmm. it helps you. It helps one uh, to learn how to love others mm-hmm. better. That that fits for me. I I like the way you said that. Um, so it, it's not always about oh, there's disconnect here. Mm-hmm. Let's go have a date. Right, <laughs> kind of. Although there's nothing wrong with dating, right. but you're saying it's deeper than that. That it is a direct result of a disconnect with God, with mm-hmm. the one who um, makes it possible for you to sh- to give grace mm-hmm. and forgiveness and to love. Oh, absolutely. When I read the gospel and learn more about the life of Christ. Mm-hmm. And how he came to love and to heal and to um and and to to everyone he didn't yeah. he didn't he wasn't selective it was for everyone then my heart can grow larger in those kinds of ways yeah so practically perhaps the best way to or one of the ways let me say it that way mm-hmm. to discern the heart of God as you're saying is to to read the scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sit in it, mm-hmm. like meditate in it. Uh, what does that mean? What is what does this mean that I'm reading? This this scripture is God breathed. Uh, you know, the scripture says that the Word became flesh, right? So it's the Word is God, Christ, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, and then to sit in it. Like when I say that, what does that mean to you? To sit in it, um, to absorb it, to to process it in your mind. Because then, when you do that, then you're going to be quicker to apply it in life. Mm-hmm. You're going to be quicker to have grace in the moments that need more grace. Mm-hmm. Um, to be less judgmental and critical, and to um, use loving words and actions. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely believe that. And apart from God, you can't do that mm. consistently. Well, not have God's best in marriage. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you. I, I am. And, you know, um, I, I really like this idea of intimacy. We've talked about it before. You know, one type of in- intimacy is spiritual intimacy, and really, that's what you're talking about, and, and not just with God, but then with your spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, so one of the practical things, you know, I was going to say that we all could do in marriage is after we sit in it, spend time with God, and discern God's word and in His direction, uh, to then talk about it with our spouse, like what what that meant to you, what you read, maybe sharing that with your spouse Mm -hmm. and having conversation because it may be that you don't fully, you know, your spouse can help you even get more clarity Mm -hmm. uh, of of the scripture or the heart of God. And And to me, that's a spiritual intimacy where you're helping one another 
um, navigate um, our our relationship with God. It, it will lead you to the question of who do I want to be in marriage? Mm. Who do I want to be, and and what does that look like? Yeah, and it will lead you to reflect about your actions and your words. Yeah. You know, I you're right about that. And I, I really like the idea too of then, you know, having a discussion about these um these matters of relationship, of marriage, and how it connects with truth, um, God's truth. Uh, I like the idea of having those conversations with other couples mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who are like-minded. And what I mean by like-minded is not people who aren't going to challenge you. Right. Uh, it's good to be around people, you know, who have a different, different perspective. Different viewpoints, right. Different viewpoints, absolutely. But what I mean by like-minded is couples who also want to pursue the heart of God right. and then for that to show up in their marriage. Right. That's what I mean by like-minded. Um, you know, I, I think about, you know, you know, what all this means kind of practically and how the scripture plays a part in that. Um, well, here's, here's an idea or uh, an example, if you will, of that. Like, I, I think about 1 Corinthians 13. You know, a lot of people use mm-hmm. that verse. It's, it's referred to as the love chapter, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the scripture. And uh, a lot of people use that in their, their weddings, right? right. That oftentimes right. gets read. And I really love that. Uh, because it it is a complete like description of what love looks like, mm-hmm. right? In the scripture, so to sit in that, like try sitting in First Corinthians thirteen four. All right, L- listen to just a little bit of this. It says, and this is the NLT translation. It says, "Love is patient, right, and kind." Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude, right? Um, it does not demand its own way. How are we doing with that in our marriages? Right? You, you cannot I mean? read that and not reflect on yourself. Exactly. In fact, you know what I do sometimes, and I, you've heard me say this before, you probably do it. Instead of putting love in there, I'll put my name in there. Mm-hmm. Like, David is patient and kind. Like, does that fit today? <laughs> Particularly at the end of my day, like, David, w- were you patient and kind with Stuart or other people for that matter? The the person on the phone who, you know, has given you pushback about getting your vehicle fixed or whatever. Are you being loving and patient? And, and is Stuart, are you keeping score or not? So Right, exactly. Uh, that's the part it, where it says it is not uh, irritable and it keeps no record of wrongs. Right. 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 So, you know, to me, that's a practical application of what it means to sit in the scripture and and pursue God's heart and direction about what does it mean to love my spouse? Mm. Uh, Another thought that I had was um, in John 15, which is one of my very favorite um, passages of the New Testament, uh, where Jesus said, "Um, listen, I told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy, mm. like overflow with joy. Yes, your joy, he goes on to say, will overflow. And then he says, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. 
There is no greater greater love, love. yes, Mm -hmm. than to lay down one's life for one's friend. Mm -hmm. So again, I I mean, there's I read that and I I I sit in that and I meditate on that. Like I want to be that person in my marriage who lays my life down. So then I ask the question: So what, what what does it mean to lay my life down? You know, does it does it mean on a practical day-to-day basis, not always wanting to get my way, um, where I, I consider you? Mm-hmm. Um, the small things, and going to the gym you know, versus, you know, staying home and helping with dinner, you know, kind of thing. Is there anything going, wrong with going to the gym? Absolutely not. I'm just simply saying that, you know, when you read a scripture like that, to then break it down practically, what does mm-hmm. that mean day to day to lay my life down? Because I know this, if I can figure out a little bit of it even, mm-hmm. God's promise is I'm going to have joy. Mm. So mm, I love your scripture choices. And goodness, let, let's take all of that and the pro tips and talk about where can we go from here with all of this? Yeah. Well, you know, we always like to have a call to action. So um, we have a couple of things we'd, we'd like to throw at you to to really do, folks. Um, you know, don't just think about it, but go do some version of this. You may even make it better. Uh, but choose one to, to that, that first pro tip, to see the goodness in your spouse, before you become consumed in anger or resentment. So like if you f- if you feel anger or resentment kind of welling up, right? And we've all done that. Mm-hmm. And and we've talked about it many times on this podcast. Sure. Absolutely. How to address it. So if when you feel it, like as we all know, uh, when we have a high emotional IQ, then w- we can sense ourselves escalating before it gets to the point of no return, right? Where we're saying things we don't mean or doing things we didn't want to do. Uh, So spot it when you feel that coming up Mm -hmm. and to simply take a moment, take a step back and choose to see your spouse's goodness. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean start being a doormat. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just simply saying when you feel these emotions coming up, to consider the goodness in your spouse. Right? Yes. And this choosing to see the goodness, it it's a mindset that you can develop. Because if if you're one, and I will put myself in this group, who can be quick to be critical or quick to judge, um, those become habits. Mm-hmm. And when you take time to reflect and you choose to be other than that, you can change those habits. You can yeah. change those habits so that you do develop that desire, that mindset of seeing the goodness first yeah. before you reach the resentment and anger stage. Yeah. And you're saying that that's a mindset that can become a habit. Yes. Yes. We want that habit. Versus being consumed right. by Quickly. That, that thing that got you bent out of shape. Right. All right. Let's give right. them another, another call to action. Well... Choose God's heart. We've talked about that, of, of um, choosing God's heart in your marriage, and therefore you would choose your spouse's heart. 
Mm. And what does that mean? Yeah, so what does it mean? Uh, well, we talked about seeking truth and, and direction mm-hmm. in God's Word mm-hmm. by, by sitting in it, right? That right, would be one and, thing. Right, and what we talked about with, with reading and discussing and really uh, becoming a student of the Word so that you know more. Yeah, and then but, talk about it mm-hmm. with your spouse and other like-minded couples. That is, couples who are also... Seeking mm-hmm. um, the truth, the, the seeking heart of God, God's heart, seeking truth in marriage, right? right? And then um, I, I have a little note here that I put down. I wanted to make sure I put this in. If you're someone, either as an individual or as a couple, who need to seek professional counsel, you know the Scripture says a wise man, a wise person, man or woman. Um, seeks counsel, just make sure that it's wise counsel, mm-hmm. right? That it's it's not counsel um, that is going to perpetuate or cultivate a, a lie mm-hmm. that you'll entertain in your mind that, you know, like the one we gave earlier, that somehow following your heart and, and following happiness um, is... Without regard for others. Yeah, mm-hmm. is is like the top priority, right? Right. right? Versus versus following the heart of God, right? right? Well, I want to add one more call to action. Okay, and I want to take us back to the where this podcast began. Okay, and it was us sitting with couples and asking advice. We want to encourage all of you out there. To don't miss those kind of moments. Don't miss those opportunities to join together with others and to have discussions like this and to ask them to reveal Man. the truths of their marriage. And I am so glad you said that. Like We, we could have easily sat at that nice restaurant mm-hmm. and just had small talk, right? You know, how, how's your weekend been? Yada, hey, this food is great, yada, yada, yada. But to ask questions like that, mm-hmm. because what happened was we got a ton of good stuff or pro tips. And everyone else <laughs> at the table got to hear it all. Yeah. You know. So we all got pro tips walking away right? from, right. from asking good questions. Uh, it's been a great discussion today. Yeah. Listen, we love walking with all of you as we try to navigate marriage. And you know that we believe it's not good to do it alone. So... We, we also want to encourage you to share this with someone so that they'll know they're not navigating it alone. Just yes. share this podcast, and you will help us expand our reach as well. Yes. You know, a lot of you choose to reach out to us through our website and give us feedback or tell us, you know, how much this podcast has impacted you and your marriage. And we love hearing those stories. We, we really mm-hmm. do. Uh, it would really be helpful if you wrote those things in a, a review on, on this platform, whatever platform you use to listen mm-hmm. to this podcast, write a review because that really helps with the algorithms uh, to get this podcast out to even more people. And, you know, we have the privilege of with this platform that we use uh, to see where listeners are coming from. And, you know, they're in every continent. It's, it's crazy to see uh, where so many couples, so many people are listening to this literally throughout the world. And, and it could even expand 
to not necessarily geographically, but to more people, if you would write a, a, a review, that would really help us a lot. Oh, it certainly would, because we just desire to keep sharing God's best about marriage as we continue to learn it. Absolutely. So remember this, folks, to always drive the red truck in your marriage, delivering that good stuff. Bye for now. Thank you.